0: Hello and welcome to Mark Green's voice. Uh, listening to you on uh, I don't know it could be Anchor, it could be Spotify. I might have to a- no. Um, and uh, why do you do ranting in politics? Um, write things down that I observe in, in the world and and talk about them. And right now, news is huge. News has been huge uh, for the past like ten years. It's been blowing up. Politics this, politics that, and. uh Right now I'm watching the InfoWars Alex Jones show. It looks like we're on the verge of fucking a war? A serious fight that's gonna, that's gonna escalate and um, reach a point where you have this snowball which you can just push down a hill. And it's gonna keep going and building and just collecting more scraps with it. You know? Sticks and Pebbles, dirt, like the bottom of snow. You know, it's a little dirty and shit like that. So that's what seems to be happening. Uh, at the moment, right? And and uh, you know, I've been watching this, that, uh, movies, TV shows, seeing what's going on. But yeah, it, it's this is this is fucking. This is, this is not, this is no joke. I think this is just, this is not Beirut or the bombings in Israel we saw. You know, there, there have been shootings over the years, you know, in Orlando in that club or in Vegas at that concert. School shootings, this, that. But, no, th- this is not going to go away. You know, talk about this Article 5 that really starts a war. You know, we saw it with Pearl Harbor way, way back. I didn't really see it, but, you know, learned about it. With 9-11, those remember that, I was like, one. Um, and it started something. It got us into war. And we're already, obviously, most of the people in this country support U- Ukraine. Um, and uh, we probably already have troops there. Probably already in. We're just looking for something. America is so needy, so hungry for, uh, for drama and attention. And you see it with, with cancel culture, it's always something new. It's always a new narrative, a new story. And you see with this war, it's just... It's... Um, piled on top of, of the COVID thing, and, and now it's just gone It's like nobody – you could say the most offensive things about COVID and nobody would give a shit because people are so distracted by this Russia-Ukraine thing. Where is that going to go? Who's involved? You know? Everybody's talking about it. But COVID's being swept under the rug. It's really like nobody gives a shit about this. And, um, you know, it's pretty much gone. Um, So it just takes something new to cover it, and that's what just keeps happening is you're covering this body, covering up this corpse. And um, when you reveal it, it's like, holy crap, you've just revealed a controversy or a a new story, a new problem for people to gossip over. And that's that's what news is. Comedy, yes, we're gossiping, but we're we're good people. We're not pieces of trash like the people on the news who are trying to dramatize it. It's all about upperclassmanship and 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 being at the top and and looking down. Everything's so luxurious and shit like that, and that's a problem. How do you not see that? You know. Speaking of all this, last night I was uh, I was watching or listening to Lucy K on Unmasked with Ron Bennington, and uh, near the end of the interview, he was talking about how he was on The View. This must must have been like 2006, mid 2000s, um, way past two, uh, at least 2005. I'm not even sure here. year, but he was talking about how people, the women on on The View, Barbara Walters, Joy Bayar, when she was. Not so ugly. She was actually... She was like a six. She was like a six or seven. Not bad. Like a little above average. You compare her back then to now, she's like a six or seven. But in total, I'm not too sure, actually. And uh, it was very interesting because he was talking about how the show was live. And he, he calls up Chris Rock because they're shitting on the show and saying how it was offensive and they're offended. And, um... Talking about how, you know, it's to ignore them. Just look at the crowd. You know, you'll 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 be fine, you know. The the crowd came to see you, you know. So he goes up to this panel, goes up to these seats or the couch, sits next to him, just starts talking to him, and realizes, okay, they're not that upset about it. They're being reasonable. And they they didn't need that that drama. You see it now, it's like People need the gossip. They they thrive on it. It's like a survival thing. It's like a drug. It's like, I need a, a, a fix. I just need it. And back then, they were reasonable enough for him to talk his way through it. And they weren't really that offended. That made me think, holy shit. If they were... 2005. To now, people... Things haven't changed that much. 2005 to 2015 or 2006 to 2016... Things haven't really changed, it's just that it escalates, and it doesn't really change. People are offended, but if they're so offended, how come it gets covered up by something else? You know? George Floyd was such a big thing, how come nobody's talking about it? Because it's about ratings, nobody gives a shit, and we've covered up the COVID thing with the Russia-Ukraine thing, and now people are focused on that, they're obsessed with that, can't stop talking about that, that's the new thing, you know? He could say the most, you could say a dark joke, something fucked up about COVID and, and death, and people truly wouldn't care. Nobody cares. It's, it's stupid. Nobody really, really cares. That's why when you apologize, they're not sympathetic or empathetic or feel for you, you know? It's stupid. Truly just stupid. Can, what can you do? Huh? What can you do? Um, man, Alex Jones is really on top of it. But uh, really, with this whole thing, um, all I have to say is, yeah, it's kind of time for this. You see how spoiled Americans are? They need to know that we can't live in a bubble. Our, our military is not that great. They used to be great, but. You see the things are spreading. You see the the trannies in there at the top. There's some men and women in the military. If I met them and and got to know them, I'd respect the fuck out of them if they're American. But if they're not, then no. And people need to know, uh, you know, this is, this is, people need to take life much, much more seriously. It's... It's retarded how people are just playing hopscotch, just skipping down the street, like they can do whatever they want. Well, you can't do whatever you want. That's, that's not life. Uh, there are consequences for things, you know? People need to know. And there's this hypocrisy that needs to be revealed. You saw Trump expose so many things o- over the years, throughout his administration, 2016 to 2020, or 2020. And, uh, you know, it's just, you can't just do whatever you want, and now you show the left being exposed, you know? They're so against the Second Amendment because of school shootings and shootings in synagogues. There there were, like, two, one in Pittsburgh and then one recently, and I think it was 2022, really recently. Um, But other than that, they're, they're against guns. The left is against guns. We've been hearing this for years and years. I was in high school having to deal with that shit. It's like, guns are bad, guns are bad. You take away the guns. No, it's actually a mental illness problem, a mental health problem. But fine, fine. You don't want guns. And now you're seeing that it's like, wait a minute, how come Russia has guns and Ukraine doesn't? Ah, It was never about the guns It was about the side It was about cherry picking It was about you saw a victim You saw you could profit off of it You never really cared about them Just like the left doesn't really care about gays Or blacks Because they disregard Everything about them You know Um And uh It's stupid It's stupid So you know I don't want people to die, but people have to know. Bad things can happen. People are delusional. They need that red pill. They need to wake up. Wake the fuck up, America. The the small percent. The small what ten percent? It's very tiny. Very tiny. Not a lot of people. Probably a lot of Gen Z people. Probably a lot of a lot of older women. Sure. Um but it's stupid. Gonna see what happens. I don't know. But all I know is I definitely regret not going into the military, not having that experience. Because that was before Biden, like a like a year or two before. Um and uh You know, definitely regret not getting my license, you know, not going to the range enough, not having that, but, you know, take your necessary precautions, especially if you have, you have a bunker or a bomb shelter, you're lucky, use that, I saw a picture on Twitter today where there was this guy, um, took a picture of his house and it's just a roof on a lawn of green grass. Like, what the fuck is this? And I'm reading it. And he's like, I'm so glad I built my house three stories into the ground. It's like texting is kind of hard. And getting uh, any service when I'm calling is pretty tough. But I'm pretty damn proud. I have a house that isn't going to (laughs) collapse. Like a building falling to the floor, plummeting. Like a kid who tripped over his own shoelaces. And he falls headfirst down a um, flight of stairs. Like, mommy, I, I chipped my tooth. Like, well, that's what happens. It's like that, that kid who just keeps on getting hurt. That, that was me. I uh, get hurt a lot. But, um, moving on. Um, I was watching a movie last night, a rather old movie. There are a lot of movies on YouTube where you can watch them free with ads. I was watching, like, a bun- bunch of World War II movies, like Escape to Athena. Kojak is in that. Elliot Gould is in that. Um... Who else is in that? Those are the bigger ones. Um, I'll have to look that up. But last time I was watching, The Eagle Has Landed, which General Sutherland is in. You may know him from, if you're older than 30, uh, from M.A.S.H., Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Animal House, um, even Kelly's Heroes. And in Kelly's Heroes, he played this this laid-back kind of hippie who obviously does a lot of drugs. Um, very similar to the professor from Animal House. Um so it reminded me of that. It was a very similar character. Skip to Athena, seventy-nine. Who was in that? Um Telly Savalas, who was Kojak. Oh, Roger Moore, of course. James Bond. And then um The Eagles Landed, which is another one. And the guy who played ROM it reminds me a lot of the um reminds me of the conductor from Coach. Who led the band? Um, okay, Robert Deval. Oh no, it's, never mind. It's not Robert Deval. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I am not even close on that one. But coach, because he has a similar similarity. There's no way. There's just no way. That's Robert. I, I wouldn't even guess in a million years. It's. Let's see. Who was the conductor? Nope. Yippee! Yippee! Uh, no. I don't even know where he is. Frank Gifford was in that. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, with the the show they did. Robert Prosky. who was in um, Missed Fire and um. What was that gay show about the, the cops? And there was a gay couple in it. I turned that show off immediately after I... Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Um. Damn. Okay. Music band leader. Oh, just passed them. I just... I just... Son of a gun. Um. This is terrible radio. <laughs> this is so bad. Ray Burke... Oh, shit. Was he in Hill Street Blues? I think he was. Son of a... I think he was in Hill Street Blues. Get the fuck out of here. Let's see. Is this guy in Hill Street Blues? He... I am the worst typer. He had to have been. He looks... He may just... Ah, maybe not. I don't know, actually. Um, Ray Burke, Ray Burke, Ray Burke, Ray... B-b-b-b-b-b-b- not even close. Not even a little. I was way off. I must be retarded. Shit. Anyway, I was watching um, The Eagle Has Landed. Um, and it's about uh, the kidnapping of Winston Churchill... So you have the bald guy who plays Rommel, has got the eye patch. And then you have Michael Caine, who um, is a Nazi guard, but he tries to save uh, this Jew, this girl, who he thought was rather cute, and puts her on a train, puts on a different train, and she gets shot. So he's kind of like the, the, the good guy. So you have him, and Donald Sutherland plays a psychopath. Holy shit! I'm only halfway through the movie, only like 50 minutes in out of like two hours, but that, he plays the most fucked up piece of shit character I've ever seen him play. Like it's so real. There's one scene where he's just he's just on a, a motorcycle in the woods in the forest. He's got a shotgun on his back. He's following this girl on a horse to the beach. Like a fucking predator, you know. So he's working with Rommel, and this guy's Irish, and they bump into Kane, and they're down by the the docks where they have some U boat uh, uh, docked. He goes into a bar, and you see, see, just a bunch of guys around a bunch of tables. And like, who were those guys? Gestapo. And and the bartender just pours booze on his. He's wearing this weird like. It's like a trench coat, but it's like a rain jacket. It's yellow. He's got the, not like a top hat, but like a Frank Sinatra kind of hat. And he's just like a pervert. You know, they wear those jackets. That I had their fucking, you know, their erections. And he gets booze all over his hands because the bartender pours it down his sleeve on, in his arm. And he's like, just sucking the booze off each of his fingers. And he puts his hand out and he's like, would you like to suck my thumb? Has been sucked in years, <laughs> and cut to outside the bar, and he see the window, and he gets thrown out the window, it's like oh, balls. What balls? An Irishman saying that to a Nazi. Do you wanna be my bitch? Suck my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, that's funny. And basically, he's cut to he gets into an airplane. Parachutes out, lands in England, um, out of Germany, and he he arrives at some cottage with with a woman, and he can also do like this weird whistling trick with like dogs, and he can like I, I don't know get them to behave, and it's it's the right octave or note, just fucking amazing. This movie is crazy, um, and uh, he I saw him do it like twice. What a neat trick! Anyway, she gives him a shotgun, and I can't even go on before before even um, saying he lands in England, parachutes out of a plane, and he goes up to a woman. It's like, are are you Mrs. Uh, I don't know Peabody, whatever the fuck her name is. I could go for some tea. It's been a tiring trip. The guy skydives and asks for some fucking tea. Like you just, I don't deliver the mail. He's so casual about it. What the hell? And then she gives him a gun, keys to a motorcycle. He goes to a bar, a a pub, and uh, he sees this woman on on a carriage and a horse, flirts with her. She walks away. He goes in the bar and intimidates the guy. The guy threatens him, and then Katu is on his bike in the forest after this girl like a predator, and she leads him to a minefield. He follows her to a minefield. He gets off his bike. You know, he does the little thing with with the, the fucking keys. Um he turns the keys, takes them out, whatever I think like throws them on the sand like he gives a shit. And he puts his gun down. Hopefully the horse doesn't pick it up. Um and he just walks over to her and she's like, What took you so long? And it dawns on me, they knew each other, they, they fucked before he knew exactly where to go. He knew exactly where she'd be. And he's just casually talking to her. But they're both psychopaths. And she's talking about some fucking cult meeting or something. And then there's another scene where he's in a church. He takes a shotgun into a church. Nowadays, not so crazy. But it's 1940s German. And even in the late 70s, when, when they made the movie, he takes a gun into a church. Are you crazy? What the fuck are you doing? The balls and the on this psycho, I mean my God. Jesus Christ. I just can't even I can't even imagine fucking taking a gun into a church the house of God and you're like back then you have to like put your your head into the mindset of these kind of people, that kind of life, the culture, everything. People gasped at you for saying goddamn back in those days, you know? What the fuck? That's crazy! Jesus. I mean, absolutely insane. This movie is just insanity. Great movie. Another one I was watching was Rodan, a Japanese kind of Godzilla movie. It was about dinosaurs. Um, and I don't know what it is about old movies, but something engraves, like, the images. Maybe it's the r- realistic, <coughs> practical effects. I don't know. But it's just in my mind. Like, there's an episode of The X-Files where this guy dies, comes back to life. And whenever he gets shot in the face, his skin peels off, you know? And there's metal underneath. So it's, like, silver metal-looking paint or makeup on his skin. And on top is fake skin so he can just peel it off like rubber. And it's just, like, there are little holes and he's just scratching his face off. And it's just... Whoa. It's like... It's in your memory. It's in your dreams. Um, same thing with Little Monsters at the very end where the... There was this character named Boy. Who gets a shotgun to the face. And it's a robot underneath who just keeps talking. Like Chucky. When... He's got this weird fucked up face. But it's robot underneath. It's like... Oh my god. That makes me cringe. Same thing with Godzilla. But I was watching the first one from like 50... Whatever. 54. And uh, the metal teeth and the the human like eyeballs—they're just in my head. And same with the Rodon, with all these dinosaurs. There's a pterodactyl, and there's these weird fucking bugs. All makes me shiver. It gives me goosebumps. Like ugh. Whenever I close my eyes, I just see it. Just thinking about the movie it just creeps me up. It's not even scary. It's just gross. Same with the fly. Jeff Goldblum when his his face—I can't even. I oh god I'm. Ugh, no, I can't. Ew. Not even gonna. Ugh, yuck. Nor as a kid that grossing me out. Let alone as a, as an adult. My early 20s. Ugh, my vomit. Ugh. God damn, that is disgusting. Ugh, yuck. P U. that is disgusting. Ugh, ugh, yuck. But putting those pieces together with Japan, you got movies like Godzilla and Rodan. And you got Seven Samurais with um What's that guy's name? Kurosawa making all those black and white movies. And now it's with the anime shit. But back in the day, it was all live action. Great movies. Really great movies. We had our own Japanese guy. Um, What was that guy's name? Something Chan. Um, maybe I look up like 1950s. Um, movies, maybe? Maybe comedy movies? I'm not even sure, but we had this Chinese guy in a whole bunch of movies. And he was the star, and people actually liked him. Um, Seven Samurai, I don't know what I'm looking for. Harvey. That is a weird fucking movie. No, but it's gotta be, like, 1950 movies, comedies, maybe? Perhaps. I'm I'm not even sure what to look for here, but, uh... I think his name was like Chan or some shit. I'm not even. Uh, da, da 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 da. Let's see. Maybe Chan. What's his name Chan? Yeah. Need specifics. Um. Nineteen. Nineteen. Maybe forties. Chinese movies maybe. Uh it's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere, right? I can't even see. It. Charlie Chan. There we go. Found it. Charlie Chan in the big movies. He's a movie star. Charlie Chan. Let's see. Um, but it seemed like people liked him more than they like any Asian guy now. And although you may think it's racist, the guy was a star. People loved him. You know, he wasn't empty inside like everybody nowadays. Charlie Chan. These big moves from the 40s. And at a time, you have to realize, at a time when there were Japanese concentration camps in the United States... Um, I think there's one like in Ohio, because uh, there was a guy in Barney Miller who played, um, what's his name? His his name was Jack Sue. but he changed it to a Chinese name because we were working with Chinese people, just not Japanese people, because they covered it up. They covered the nineteenth century Chinese shit with the World War Two Japanese shit, and then people stopped giving a shit about that because they're so focused on the other thing. It's misdirection, but um, let's see. He has to look up, look up, Bonnie Miller, Jack Su- Nick Yamana. So he plays a Japanese guy, and he is Japanese. Um, so yeah, but he was, he was Charlie Chang guy, you know. People loved him. Um, and now what do people love? I don't even know. I'm so lost on it. He was in a lot of movies. Like, he was a star. The Black Hamel, Charlie Chan's greatest um, case, Charlie Chan in Paris. I think it was a detective, which is really cool. That's cool. It's not racist at all, but people think it is. Because they think race is like, you're being unfair to, like, Asians and blacks. Like, that's not what racist is. Being unfair could be like, I took fries from their plate. That's being unfair. That's not racist. You're not even close. Or, um, a dad doesn't, you know, support his son for winning first, uh, prize in a football game or MVP trophy. And what, because he's black, you he have to m- even more than if he's white? Nah, fuck off. That's racist. It's stupid. But, uh, um,. I don't even know what I was talking about here. Oh, yeah, I was talking about Japan. Japan, after World War II, they really... They sprouted like a fucking flower. Like popcorn kernels being cooked over a stove just popping. You know, they had movies, and I'm guessing their food probably got big. Maybe, maybe not. But by the 70s, they were making amazing cars. These light light cars that were fast but cheap because they were they were easy to make and you could replicate them. Um, we had these these 1970s style um, Japanese cars. You know? They were these, like, box cars. And we were making some very, very similar. Honda Z. That's a very... Like, think about all the fucking... All the the Japanese car companies, Honda, Toyota, probably Hyundai, but Japanese car brands or companies, whatever, Suzuki, Honda, Acura, not even Daihatsu, Isuzu, Sision, whatever that fucking, Mazda, Nissan's Hebrew. No, I'm not. I'm not giving that one to you. No, Nissan is ours. Fuck off, Toyota, um, Lexus, Subaru. Holy shit, they have so many. <coughs> <coughs> Jesus Christ! But they have so many goddamn uh, Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. They have so many goddamn fucking uh. Car companies, they really sprouted. Like um I remember that seventies show. Um there was an episode or not episode. Um Red had this small car. Not the uh the blue one he got, but the yellow one. So not the the original car, but there was his wife's car she used to drive to work. It was a small fucking uh, it was a yellow car. no, that's not it, but it was the one Kitty drove to work. It was like this small box car I can't find it, but memory should serve me correctly, so not the station wagon, the other one um fuck me that seventy show cars Let's see, let's see. Um Not the vi- not the 69 Vista Cruiser, no. Um god damn it. I I'm going to find this fucking car. Um Let's see. Search Kitty's car. So you have the blue Corvette, which is a sexy car. The way it runs. It's made for the fucking Audubon. Fucking Germany. could just cruise. What is that car? That yellow. It's not going to matter. I'm not going to find it. But 70s, like, I don't know, box cars, And this was based off the Japanese models. These fast cars that people love fast cars. But it's very similar to, like, a smart car. Where it's cheap to make, there's not a lot of room, it's not a family car. You just want a car to drive to work, show off to girls, you know, not spend a lot of money uh, for gas on, or on gas. Because before that, you had, in the 50s, you had these tanks, these big cars in the 40s and 50s. And then in like, the 60s, you get these long ones, these long fucking cars, like the Thunderbird. Um, God damn it, Am I even looking? No, I'm not. Th- God damn it. No wonder. The Thunderbird. I can't even find it. Okay, I, I know a perfect example. The first car I ever got, I never really drove it because I didn't get my license, but the fucking 1962 Ford Galaxy. The 500S or S500. That one. That's a long car. That's like a long fucking car. And you can't just make a short turn because it's so long. It's like a, I don't know, a truck. Where it's, it's you make much wider turns. But if you have a smaller car, you make much narrower turns, right? So I'm thinking like 19, son of a gun. 19... Uh, not even 60s. 70s. Cars. This is a little slow. This is terrible, terrible fucking it's not even rated because it's not live, but um not what I'm looking for. Alright, alright. If you're watching Leno's garage, you'd find out more, right? I've got a list. I'm looking for pictures, fuckhead. Um 1970s, maybe... Japanese. Maybe some some Japanese cars. Uh, but yeah, they made a lot of sports cars. But yeah, this is a perfect one. Um, Literally a box car. And we're making so many like them. Goddamn ad blocker. But Japan... It, it it flourished there was this abundance of culture I know, I sound like gavin where you were making these great movies especially now but back then with kurosawa kurosawa and godzilla we had king kong you know they had kurosawa we had um the guy made uh, we had uh kubrick this very artsy guy made these great movies scorsese a little bit but early on, we had Hitchcock, who went from Britain to here and made all these great movies. And we, we had our directors for movies. They had their, their monsters and their directors. And Rodan, which is almost a ripoff, it's like a, a spin off of Godzilla, but it's amazing. You start looking at the mountains, and there's this great music, and everything is just so good about that movie. And not just that, with cars. And, and you just see it. You saw it in the 80s and 90s with video games. And eventually with anime in the late 70s. And um, then you saw it with Ghibli. And you just saw Japan just fucking flourish. So you hear the saying, bad times creates strong men, which creates good times, which creates weak men. So because of hard times... Japan had these great men, these great human. You fucking sexists. That that created all all these things. And look at Germany, for God's sake, look at Germany. They had festivals and it was culture and things were happening in Germany after World War II. You know, with World War One, it's like you know what? Fuck the world. Our economy sucks. Let's let's. It's it's their fault. You know, Because they're weak and they're stupid, and they can't fucking create anything but um i'll get back to the uh boxcar in a sec um but you see happening after world war one it's like fuck we lost and our economy still sucks it's actually worse than before what do we do like, okay, let's let's come up with a better plan. Maybe we can rule the world again or something. Or maybe we just, like, build stuff. Maybe we just, like, invent shit. No, no, fuck that. No, 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 no. And they're drunk off their ass and they're fucking popping pills. You know what? Fuck you, man. We're, we're going to start another war. We're going to make it like a cult and, like, we're going to have a following. We're going to be like a great band, man. Be like, great. And that would be fucking great. Yeah. Fucking yeah, man, yeah. So... So now, um, you know, World War I was what, 1908 to like 1918? It was in the 10s. And uh, not a lot happened. I mean, that's, that's not what I mean. N- not a lot happened in the United States, culturally. Obviously, a lot happened in World War One. There was mustard gas, people were dying, you were in the trenches, I really don't know anything about the one. I'm a fucking moron when it comes to the one. But I've been watching um, World War II in HD, the one from 2009, with that douchey fucking uh, commentator, annotator. Oh, he's so bad. The guy who voiced Sherrod for Time Magazine. But I didn't see a lot happen. Um, really, with the buildup, you saw silent movies in the United States, and then eventually. I'd say, like, 10 years after the Great Depression. And that those hard times were much better for us, you know? They really caused this, this spike in um, not only creativity, but productivity. Um, I don't really know where exactly, but the American striptease, that was a big one. That really, you can see, at that time, at that time... Um America was this it was more than a country. It was a lifestyle. It was something. So after World War One, you kinda see things happening, but by the thirties, that's when uh Germany was like, Yeah, let's let's start another war. Let's fucking I don't know. Let's see if this not Nazi shit see see where this goes. And then um, you know, it happened again. And we beat them in the Olympics at their sport crew at the, the, the rowing. ever read um uh Boys in the Boat, that was nineteen thirty six. And then by thirty nine they started again. So their economy was shit, they started a war. They lost, their economy was worse than it started out as. And then again, our economy is shit. Let's uh let's start a war. And uh, but this time we have a we have a reason. We're gonna blame it on the Jews. Yeah. And then after, it's like, yeah, fuck another world. Let's just start inventing shit. This is, I shouldn't even, I should have just started with that. Instead of going on a, a rant. But, but fucking Germany, they have made so many great goddamn products throughout the 20th century. Cars. Look at German cars. Are you kidding me? Um, Mercedes... BMW, uh, Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, uh, Alpine, Goom Pit, but fucking, especially Mercedes, but not just cars, refrigerators, washing machines, beer, harmonicas, ever hear M. Honor? those harmonicas were huge fucking um the women the, the 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 sports with the rowing and the handball and uh like th- things were happening they were creating things that were that were changing the world and for the better um but they just created a ton of shit great cars they have the autobahn they have octoberfest festivals where where you're you're celebrating life. You're not complaining. You know? And you have all the, all the pastries. And... Japan after the war? Flourished. Germany after the war? Flourished. And I think, I really think, if there's a war and the world doesn't really end, and the good guys win, um... America will come back because you saw with Japan, you saw with Germany. Why not us? We're fucking struggling. Our economy is shit. It kind of needs to be shit. So pe- people will wake up and see what's going on. Especially. I don't want a war, but people need to wake up. There's people just dazing, fucking asleep, dazed and confused. Ever hear that song? Ever watched that movie? Holy shit! Um, but uh, it's very interesting to see, and you know, if that happens, and good times, because we've seen good times create weak men, one hundred percent. Any any guy married now or on the left or living in. LA or San Francisco maybe Like you're a pussy You're a pussy You know especially LA Like everybody there is a faggot drug addict Pretty much Anybody I saw So if you can support all that shit You can see good times created weak weak men And weak times I mean weak men create hard times Which will will create good men Which create good times So because of these hard times happening We're going to create more and more good men, and more and more good times. So, um, if it happens, let's see. Let's just see. But Japan's boxcar was such an influence. Look at Mr. Bean with his, um, his car. The, uh, what was that one called? Uh... The, um... Son of a bitch. What was that car called again? The, uh... Damn it. Because you have the smart car. Right? You have... Uh... British car brands. Uh... um mini 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 cooper mini cooper uh mini cooper 1960s maybe <laughs> mini cooper the mr bean car <laughs> that that the one from like the 60s like that's a box car. That's based off a Japanese car. Same with a smart car. Um and y you can see it this um I found a site. Ninety five octane. But seventies Honda Life K car. Like that's that's the Japanese car. It's this small thing that's fast, you can make turns you can make great smooth U-turns. You know? It's that kind of car. You know what I mean? It's good. It's fucking good. Um. But you have m- more of these. That one. Uh, let's see. The Honda Z. But these Honda cars. They're amazing. Yeah. 1970s so the the Honda cars from the 70s I mean that that was amazing no car bef- like it before not to my knowledge but you go from tanks to long cars to these small cars change everything but it's gonna happen you know we are seeing a change with podcasting. That changed everything. It's radio, but just online. Um, you reach more people. Because with radio, shortwave, you of AM, FM, but then he saw satellite. Where you could, you could pretty much say whatever you wanted. But then XM turned into satellite. Which, you know, you were serious in XM. XM you could pretty much say whatever you wanted. But then XM became Serious XM and then Serious XM kinda stopped. You saw that by 2010 where you couldn't really say whatever you wanted anymore. Because the two thousands were over. You can't just yeah, let's yeah, we're 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 seeing a lot of trouble. Let's let's stop. Let's knock it off. But culturally the only difference I see is like YouTubers and it's all the online stuff with like Twitch and the vlogging and the video stuff and the social media that's new that's pretty new but I don't since then anything not really you can't say video games because video games were invented in in the late 70s in the 80s can't say vlogging I'd say the, the internet internet was the last big change um, Things have become more popular and shit like that But they're not new Podcasting isn't new um, I don't know anything big Maybe exercising We've had too many good times Because of the weak men In order to that change we need strong men But we don't have any strong men Not a lot we some. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really not sure. But that's all my notes on that. Um, I've got to keep going here. I'm going to get better equipment. I'm going to get a better mixer. Get my mic shipped. My mic stand. My XLRs. My second mic. Um... The Louis CK thing, or we talked about that. That was a holy shit moment last night. Holy shit. That just like that was like getting slapped in the face five times. Like, ow, 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 ow. Whoa, what the hell did I just experience? Um. Da 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 da. A lot of political stuff. Um. Alright, alright, we could guess well actually it'd be a perfect time to talk about the American strip tease. I was on YouTube probably uh, three or four months ago Watching the American striptease And If you ever watched like escape to Athena or it's kind of on there Where it's like a burlesque show There's that one scene where they're putting a show on For the Nazis So that's what it kind of was It became this art It wasn't just stripping It was a, a woman With a fucking persona Men loved it Men fucking loved it there were these little little boxes. You'd put a coin in, and you would look at a picture of a naked woman, and you could just lift a, like a metal, like, I don't know. It was like a, lifting a, a blind from your window and seeing what was on the other side. And that's what it c- kind of was. And it started out as that. F- the French invented porn. Um started with pictures, but it was like, Late nineteenth century. Late eighteen hundreds. Um but uh it was uh one yeah. of those fucking crazy things. Yeah. Uh yeah, kinda of using it. Uh probably. I don't know. I don't know who the hell that was. Maybe that was the cleaning lady. But the American striptease was so American. You made something that could have been dirty, but you profited off of it. You made it into something creative that would be that would be cherished. And it kind of nourished it. And it's a part of history. It's on film. Um, But there's a documentary on YouTube I was watching. I think it was The History of the American Striptease. Um, Let's see if I can find it. Um, No... Maybe it was just called the American Striptease. American Strip Off. No, that wasn't it. I don't even... Damn, I might not even be on... Fucking shit. Yeah, I don't even know where it is. Um, I think it was from the 80s or 90s great documentary and we took something and we made it into this art form where you know you you slowly kind of it's kind of dancing but kind of like like now with strippers they just whip their clothes off and they just like twerk and it's like eh, it's not it's not classy anymore it's not it's not an art it's not beautiful It's it's gross. What it is is gross. Um, So there was this one woman, uh, redhead, really cute, and she would just do these stupid magic tricks. And she would she had this wand, and she would kind of like throw it in the air and do little like tricks with it, Um, like she was doing kung fu. You know, like they have their stick and they do like weird, stupid tricks with it. And uh, she's wearing a bow tie and a suit, and she's tap dancing, and she's not getting anything. And this is, this is not like a talent show. Um, and she was awful. And then she came up with the idea, fuck it, I'm just going to start taking my clothes off. Guys like that. And she takes one piece of clothing off, and they lose their fucking mind. This must have been the 20s or 30s. This is, like, early on, way before, like, the 50s. Like, poof. Uh, Maybe, ah, I don't even know. Um, And every week, she would take an article of clothing off. A piece of clothing off. And she went on tour. She went from city to city and into these huge theaters. I mean, hundreds of thousands of men were there. You think women are going to be there? Please. It was amazing. It was like a revolution. It was like, okay, this is American. Where... You're taking something dirty, you're making it something beautiful. You know, like rock and roll's the devil's music. And you made it into something awesome and it it influenced generations and it you did something with it. You did something. Right? And I gotta find that I can't I don't even know where it would be, but it was it was amazing. Just watching this fucking it was called The American Striptease? Um, no. Damn, I don't even know. No, because there were parts to it. Yeah, I don't even know, but it it was amazing. No, that's not it. I can't find it now. Damn. Sad. Maybe striptease is one word. Yeah, no, I'm not finding it. Shit. Oh. No, that's... Well, still. Yeah, I think this is it. Well, it's kind of similar. I found one from 1955. Teaserama. Like this very... This very classy kind of... You got piano music like you're in a uh, a saloon. And it kind of got this, like, hula hoop confetti around the her panties. So it's kind of a skirt. But it's, like, I don't know, lines of uh, cut-up, looks like suede, like, sh- strips. But you get this classy thing where... You yeah, get these burlesque shows. And the fact that a woman was even on stage and acting in this sexy way, that was enough. Now it's just its just gross now. People think what feels good is what's good for them or something. I don't, I don't even know. But I can't remember this woman's name, but what she did was fucking amazing. And these huge, huge burlesque dancers, maybe famous... Burlesque dancers or women. Um, Tempest Storm. Oh, she really let herself go. But like really, like this is beauty. Like, of course girls are probably hotter now than then. but at least back then they were classy, you know. Uh, no, whoa. Those are huge Daddy Likey. Um no that not her. Tempest storm no I don't think so. Julie Muzz or whatever? Not exactly. Lil Ah damn it. Lily. Not Lil. She's not black. Oh well she's beautiful. But you had these burlesque dancers and this this movement you know saying old america was sexist what are you talking about people are just stupid just just dumb um but that those were coming from hard times, from the depression, from World War II, and then you see rock and roll, you see radio. Are you kidding me, all those guys on radio, I miss um, obviously Stern, O and A. That was all shock jockery, but you have sports announcers and you have movies and just art, great art Um... And I really think if we have actual hard times, not this made-up crap like, America's racist and sexist for living in hard times. No, that's there has to be actual, natural hard times, not stuff you uh, made up in the fucking shower. How can I ruin the world today? Mm -hmm. I got a couple ideas, but I don't know. I'm not drunk enough to really be convinced yet. Um, one more thing I want to touch upon, um, is, uh, I saw this, uh, I think it was a clip from Rogan, and, uh, Joey Diaz was on there, Joey Diaz, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Ugh, fuck, it's either Diaz or Diaz, um, I'm a fucking idiot, um, but, uh, there were subtitles, and... I think the caption was like, can't we all get along? And um, it's like, no, we, we, we can't. It, there's a cultural divide. I was watching last night a documentary about the Civil War and how there was a culture divide. And that's why people say Civil War because there was a culture divide. There's a culture divide now like there was then, and people just need to have it out. And there kind of needs to be a war. I don't want people to die, but not, this isn't working. It's not working. People hate each other so much. The left hate the right so much or the right hates the left so much that you can't even be in the same room with those people. Like me, I can't even be in the same room with my family because they don't – they're just – everything comes out of their mouth is bullshit. They're not sincere. Like Like, it takes something simple like nobody listens to radio anymore. I didn't say radio was dead. I just said nobody listens to radio anymore. That pissed off like two people. It's like – you can't even, you're not even curious, No, why, like, fuck, you're Jewish, every goddamn Passover, you, you ask, hey, why, the children should ask more questions, but just not about COVID, because I'm sick of that, you know, fuck, like, we have to, we have to fight it out, talk it out, but people don't even want that, um, so we can't we can't get along because we've been putting up with each other for far too long and pretending to like each other. There are guys and you know, young guys of Gen Z years in college, whatever, that pretend to be nice, feel like they have to be extra nice. And it's like, no, you don't, you're not a woman. If you're a woman and you want to be nice, I get it. Women like people, they invest in people. That's why they're great nurses, because they naturally invest in the pain in the patients. They're involved, they're interested. You take a guy nurse, he's not going to give, unless he's gay, he's not going to give a fuck about the patient. He's not a woman. I've heard Gavin say this from Peterson, but guys like things and, and ideas and they geek out and they obsess over things. Maybe it's a cartoon, how it's made. That was me. I I was so into cartoons, I made my own. I was so into, I don't know, ideas. I started writing things down. I wanted to make a movie. I was so into, I don't know, stuff and things. I hated people because they're always guilt-tripping and lying and manipulating. And women, they just like people. They invest in... That's why they make great nurses. That's why they make great parents great mothers actually not parents that's why they make great people persons you know what I mean so we need an actual fight there's been talk of a civil war for years probably decades but it comes to a point where people can't even it's, it's, it's bad it's, it's bad Like that's it we're just ready to fight I guess because people have been starting fights for years Fights over Trump, fights over guns, fights over free speech. There's been constant fighting, something to complain about, no actual solutions or anything like that. So, so, I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, I was watching uh, a documentary about the Civil War last night and. I was trying to justify slavery, and I was literally getting shivering, shivering. Like, the first time I said the N-word in front of another person, I was shivering. Like, like why not? Like, it's... I don't know. I felt like a crazy person. Ah. Uh, um... Uh, So, they were talking about how slaves, and it's like, talking about the Emancipation Proclamation and um, taking that piece of constitution out. Which is what, in my opinion, that's what destroyed America. It was, that, it was inevitable. It, once you take that thing out, it's over. It's over. Because um, from that point on, it's like, we want nothing to do with America. Because you're removing yourself from the United States of America. It's like I don't want anything to do with where I came from. I don't care that you rescued me. Uh, I don't really care. I don't care that they gave me an education. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. People think Tom, Thomas Jefferson's racist for having tons of black people around him. They weren't his slaves. They were his family, and you don't even know. You like people look at a picture and they think it's racist. There were some slaves, sure, but not all of them. Just because there are black people in a field doesn't mean they're slaves. They could be farmers. What if they want to farm? What if they're just picking fruit? Like, you don't get it. You just don't get it. So I'm trying to justify it here. I'm trying to figure it out. It's like, unless you yourself experience slavery, shut the fuck up. You know? There are more white people who experience slavery in like South Africa. You know? Not like literal slavery, but the treatment? Are you kidding me? Have you seen the videos? People getting whipped? Um, obviously, I don't know enough. I need to educate myself more. But, but if you're born in the United States of America, especially after fucking, I don't know, 1950 or even 1900 you didn't experience slavery shut up anyone talk about racism that's different but i'm talking about slavery actual slavery like you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes without the knowledge without the experience without truly knowing what it's like you know what i mean it's like black people pretending to be white white people pretending to be black don't tell us what to do, and we won't tell you what to do. You know? And you know, slavery was a contract, you know? It was the only way to get them out of Africa. It was a way to make business. It was a way to thrive a country, you know? Get things rolling. But yeah, take the easy route. Shit on something that has literally given you a privilege. Anybody born in America is privileged. Anybody born in America, especially after, like, I don't know, 1970, 1975, uh, you're privileged. You're very privileged. And if you're born after, I don't know, 1990, 2000, and you're white, you're not privileged. You experience guilt-tripping and manipulation either through a screen, which isn't really the truth. People don't really give a shit about culture. It's only through a screen that people care, and they're acting, so, you know, it's kind of bullshit. Um, I experience on a screen, not on a screen. A lot of racism, a lot of through people's eyes. I've been called the N-word more times than the average black person. Then, okay, I've been called the N-word more than Uh, A black two-year-old has been called the N-word. Or a black fetus, one-year-old. Been called, I don't know, one, two, probably a good ten times. And that's racism right there. Judging me based off the color of my skin. Not liking me. Based off nothing but skin. Retarded. People that are racist are stupid. And we have a lot of stupid people. And that's why we have racism. White people aren't stupid, but... But people who... Basically, people on the left are racist and stupid. So that's kind of it. And in the beginning of the documentary... Um, let me pull it up. It was... Uh, the American Civil War, 1861-1865 to 1865 on Wars of the World, the YouTube channel. Check it out. Um, but uh, there was a quote in the very beginning... That con- the Constitution has kept, kept us whole and free. Anthony Lewis wrote that. So the Constitution has kept us whole and free. Um, well, once you start removing things like freedom of speech, right to bear arms, the thing about slaves don't have rights. Because you're, you're not American. Those slaves. They could have been talking about the slaves from Africa. They don't have the rights that Americans do, you know. It was not because you're black, you know. It's like a contract. You get married, you're owned. The man who usually has the income, because women are lazy and they're terrible in the workforce. Unless you're a butch lesbian, you're not great at actual work. Like you're 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 just not. If you're emotional and you show signs of erratic behavior, and you're not strong, then. You don't belong in the workforce. But if you're a butch lesbian, you see this with politicians. Unless you're a butch lesbian, a woman should not be in politics. They just shouldn't be. If you're married, the man most of the time owns the wife, even though the wife still owns the husband. You know? Like the great Patrice O'Neill said, it's not king and queen, it's queen and the queen's husband, right? So, so, marriage is slavery, alright. Look at parenting. Who owns the child? The parent. There's a legal agreement. You didn't give them up. You have to make them sign something. It's an emancipation. You think that's not racist or sexist? It's the same goddamn thing. It's literally the same thing. Your parent owns you. The parent owns the child. The husband owns the fucking wife. And they have to go through pressures because they're responsible for you. And to a degree, I wasn't alive then, so I'm not, this is not 100% accurate. But I can deduce from those two examples what one now would be or even back then. If you take life now and you bring the contract now, it's like I'm responsible for you because you know, you don't speak English. So we're going to make you farm. That's universal. It's hard manual labor. It'll give you something to do. You're good at it. Um, And once you have kids, they don't, they don't have to like a lot of the kids didn't Look at Thomas Jefferson. He adopted black kids, gave them education and homes, he took women out of slavery. And still he's racist. You just know that agenda is bullshit. People taking down Abraham Lincoln statues and people praise him. You know, it's 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 funny. They claim the Democrats claimed ate Republicans, but you claim to love Reagan and love Lincoln when they were both republicans. Fucking retarded. So, it's a contract. It's not all evil. Um, You're put to work. You're given something. It's definitely better than the conditions over in Africa. I can guarantee that. You want to be a slave in Africa? Fine. Fine. Go up. Do your thing. Do your thing. This is just a thought, but... Do you wonder why black people were in were in handcuffs on the boat. Maybe because they were so terrified that the Americans knew they were so terrified that they might try and jump off the boat to escape because they think they're being taken prisoner. And then they drown and die. So maybe that's why they were handcuffed. And they can't tie them with rope. It's bad for circulation. And they can't just lock them up in a little cell. They break down the, the fucking stupid wooden door, crappy metal gate, Mob mentality, they'll start burning the boat. will have your own little BLM tribe on a boat. Maybe Antifa, I don't know. Mm. Um, these are my thoughts. I don't think slavery was as racist as people say. Which is extremely controversial. I just know it. But. Not the greatest thing. It's not the greatest thing. But let it go. Shut up. Unless you're 400 years old. Shut the fuck up. You don't know shit. You don't know shit. Unless you're a slave. In a third world country country. Shut your goddamn mouth and stick a sock in it. God damn it. Shut up. Um... Next up, we have the CIA. I was watching a documentary about um, CIA, and this guy, John Stockwell, and in all these documentaries. And there's tons of them from the late 70s and the 80s. And um, there was one part I found very interesting. There was this guy named J- Joseph Burkholder Smith, who actually wrote a book. Um, let me credit that. Um, It's called Portrait of a Cold Warrior. Um, let's see when this was from. 1976. Uh, multiple covers. Check it out. It's on Goodreads, Amazon. Buy it. Not a preview. It's probably on one of those uh, sites where they have PDF versions of the books. But he um, was talking about propaganda journalism, where he would publish these stories and these articles. Um, about the United States and russia and, and Cuba, all regarding Cuban activities or all re- regarding activities in Cuba, so the United States, Russia, and Cuba themselves, so you would talk about how he would twist the story um, and that sounds like a lot of what 's going on today you see it with CNN, you see it with MSNBC, you see it with NPR, you see it with um a lot of those people a lot of those people ABC CBS are all fucking liars politicians you name it um the view and it, it relates a lot to operation mockingbird really fucking with the public um with this propaganda and you see it going on now and it's like They are pros at it. They've been working at it since the 60s. It wasn't documented from the 80s. But this guy was talking about how he would do it in the early 60s. And because the documentary, it was in like Ecuador, talking about some sort of involvement. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, And... uh, you know um they're pros they're good they've been working at it for years i think this is just no no they've been perfecting it they are perfectionists but uh i saw a clip of, of the view enjoy behar I was talking about how uh uh Everything going on with Ukraine and Russia might interfere with her, her plans going to Italy. And she was actually sad and devastated. She's like, you know, you, you plan a trip to Italy and and you just can't go because of COVID. And you could have gone. You actually could have gone. Um, probably not until like March of 2021, a year into it. Then they started locking things down pretty hard. Um. You could have left before all that. I'm pretty sure you, can, you could have gone right before this. Could have gone in the summer. But you want something to be upset said about. Um, the people that complain about things, that want people canceled, feel empty. And really this brings back to the louis ck thing with with the view like what he's saying is so fucking like nobody truly cares they just want something to complain about something to get attention over somebody to pay attention to them so they don't feel so you know because when women feel famous or um get attention from people, they feel loved they feel somebody's listening somebody cares about them like when somebody gossips in a group and they say something something bad people are listening to them they feel special they feel like they have a voice so, nobody really gives a shit about woke culture. It's just they want something to complain about. They want something to make them, them themselves feel better. They want to be the center of attention. They want to feel like stars. They want to feel like, I don't know, they're doing something. I'm an activist. I'm changing the world. Yay, me. I'm patting myself on the back. No bomb used to say that. We should pat ourselves on the back for this accomplishment. Um... And nobody really gives a shit about world well, culture. It's only in front of a camera people give a shit. It's only when they're acting, putting on a face. We're living in this global Hollywood now where cameras are everywhere. People are backstabbing. People want, you know, to be up and up and up. Hey, how can I get that guy to go down here so I can move up the chain um, like it works in Hollywood or used to? I'm not really sure anymore. And that brings this to, uh, to a close. This has been what I don't know, episode thirteen of uh, Mark Green's voice, and you know I write down these observations, these ideas I have at night, and really just just be curious. That's all it takes, you know. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, I think he there was a tweet today I saw where he said, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna paraphrase because I don't know the exact quote, but he was talking about just because you went to college. Doesn't make you an intellectual. I know a lot of intellectuals didn't go to college or whatever he said. Um, saying like he was just saying like there are a lot of people who went to college that are stupid, and like a lot of them are stupid. So just because you have a bachelor's degree doesn't mean you're you're a genius. Doesn't mean you're an intellectual. And uh, holy shit, is that funny? That is that is hilarious. That is. So funny. Um let me oh god damn it. Elon Gold. Let's see, let's see. He was talking about how he just got um uh internet, I don't know, databases in Ukraine, something. Um I can't even find it. Whatever. It's not really important. Um, But yeah, this brings us to a close. Be curious. Be smart. Want to know more. Be yourself. Be comfortable. Be geeky. Get loud. Um, I don't even have a slogan. But uh, write things down. Think about something you enjoy (laughs) thinking about that you care about and just write about it talk about it learn about it want to know more yearn for this like this this like you're hungry for it you know sebastian Maniscalco talks about how being hungry be be hungry for a for a career or a thing right so i'm going to i'm going to bring this so close uh, thanks so much for listening if you have so far i'm on anchor i'm on spotify i'm on google i'm on apple I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube, TikTok, I'm on, uh, I don't even know where else. But uh, take care, write things down, be curious, have fun, learn a thing about yourself, be a geek, be you, don't be me, and, uh, eh, thick you mem. <laughs>